chapter 7. Amos chapter 7, again refreshing our minds about Amos. As we read, Amos hadn't been to seminary. Amos wasn't a prophet. He wasn't the son of a prophet. He um, was out taking care of his sheep and taking care of his sycamore trees. And God came to him and said, I want you to go prophesy to the leaders of Israel, to the nation of Israel. And he did. And the prophecies that God gave him were from his life, very down-to-earth illustrations that he gave. And... um, He was given the various judgments that would be coming, that he would tell Israel would be coming. And he was raised up of God to paint some clear pictures and give some very, very clear warnings. And in the passage that we read, one of the judgments was the locust that would come and started to devour, and Amos prayed and said, God, Israel is just a small land. Would you have mercy on it? And God stopped the locusts from devouring. And then there was the judgment of the fire. And uh, again, Amos went and said, Please, God, have mercy And God relented and stopped that judgment. But then he came to the third one, and it was a plumb line. And God said, this is a judgment that I'm not going to stop. Now, many here are familiar with the plumb line. When I graduated from college... Before I took the first pastorate, I worked for two brothers, bricklayers. Man, I thought they were old. They were in their 60s then, all right? And, um, and I mixed the concrete, carried the brick and the block, and, and these two brothers typical like brothers. One was very meticulous about it, and the other one, ah, that's good enough. But the one that was very meticulous about it would say, Dennis, go get the plumb line. So I'd go to their truck, and I'd pull out, this is a borrowed plumb line here, but a plumb line, and they, those that don't know, it's simply a a weight on the end of a string. And because of God's laws of gravity, that this is perfectly accurate on showing what is exactly vertical. If, If I wanted to build a wall that was perfectly in line with this step, I would have to put this in the place, you can't see it, some of you can, 
so that when it stops swinging, and it probably won't stop swinging because I'm holding it, okay, but that the point of this would be right, that would tell me where this board up here or wherever I wanted it would be in line, and it would be vertical. There were times with the bricklayers that the string would be bowed out a little bit because the bricks weren't exactly level. And that wasn't a good time. Because the one meticulous would say, we've got to go back, we've got to correct that. And the brother would say, oh, come on, we can, we can straighten it out up here. And they'd go back and forth and they'd go back and correct it. And that wasn't, I was usually siding with the one that wasn't so meticulous. <laughs> because I didn't want to go back. Some of them you had to knock some mortar off the bricks and do those things. And, and I wanted to get done. But the plumb line was the standard. And God said, I am bringing a plumb line to the nation Israel, and this is the standard. We're going to test them. We're going to examine them. We're going to see what they've been building. And in this, He said, I am bringing a judgment that is not going to be turned back. He already knew what the plumb line would show. The plumb line is used for building, as we alluded to, in building a wall. It's also used in testing. It is, it tests, is this vertical? Um, Contractors will tell you, It is much more enjoyable to build a new house than to repair an old house. Because at an old house, you don't know if any of the walls are vertical. You don't know if anything is square. And in most cases, they aren't, all right? But it's used to test. What do we need to do here? It is also used at times to say, whoa, this is off far enough. We need to tear it down. We need to start over. And, and so it is used nowadays um, with all the laser stuff. Maybe it's not used as much. But the, the plumb line is, is often used. And it will expose a little bulge in a wall. It will um, give an indication what needs to be done to correct it. Well, God has raised up Amos and He's coming with the message. But the application of this is that the Bible is the plumb line of life. There are tens of thousands of plumb lines in life. I don't mean plumb lines like this. But there are, there are tens of thousands of things that people measure their success by. To some it's money, to some it's comfort, to some it's ease. But the bottom line is the Bible is the final plumb line. It is to be, as in building, it is to be the plumb line for building our lives. 
It gives us what the foundation is in 1 Corinthians 3. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid is Jesus Christ. And then it says, these are the building materials. These are the standard that you ought to have. It's the plumb line. Anything that isn't this, no, it doesn't match up. It, it's, not, it's not plumb. It's not true. It's not real. So it tests. And it also, then, the Bible says, as you build according to the plumb line, to the Word of God, and you build and it matches up, God said, I will reward that. And we'll touch on that more in a little bit. But the plumb line is the key for building, for testing, for rewards, and to avoid destruction. And it's important for us to realize that the plumb line is the Word of God. Now, we read in Amos chapter 7 that after Amos came and he gave this message and he said, that the Lord said He would not turn back. I'm going to destroy the sanctuaries of Israel. I'm going to destroy the high places of, of um, Isaac and the false worships that have been raised up. After He brought that message, immediately we read in verse 10, And Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, so he had some authority. Bethel was a, a religious gathering area. He was the priest of Bethel. He sent to Jeroboam the king, saying, Amos has conspired against you. And he said, we can't take this. We can't have this nutcase running around saying these things. And he even said, Jeroboam, that you are going to die by the sword and Israel shall be led away captive from their own land. And he said, then he came to Amos and said, you get out of town. We don't want you here. You have no business. This is the king's city. You get out of town. You go back to your sheep. Prophesy in your neck of the woods. But... You get out of here. It's not anything new to understand that the plumb line of the Bible will be rejected. As I said, there are many plumb lines that people measure things by, but the one that there is a general consensus that people don't like is the plumb line of God's Word. And it will be rejected. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, it says, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they will heap to themselves teachers telling them what they want to hear. We have lived in our nation in a in most of the history of our nation where the plumb line has been right and wrong. And the foundation of right and wrong has been Judeo-Christian. It has been based on the Word of God. And there are many areas that we've fallen short of. But 
throughout our history, genuinely generally speaking, we have had this, this is right, this is wrong, and it was based on the Word of God. We are now living in a time where, no, that's not our plumb line. Get that out of here. We don't, we don't want it. You go back to your own little compound and you do whatever, but, but we don't want that. Del Tackett, he's the one that put together the Truth Project, wrote about this, and I, I want to read some of the highlights of this. It goes without saying that our culture is now one that is without God. It is bad form to appeal to Him anywhere in public square, the classroom, or the courtroom. It is impermissible to speak of Him in the House or the Senate or from the executive throne. He will not be mentioned on the newscast or the late night talk show. You cannot appeal to Him or His moral laws. We have essentially removed our Creator from our cultural discourse. Therefore, all is permissible within the new social guidelines. When you remove the standard, then all is permissible. Well, this is, this is my plumb line. And everybody has their own plumb line. When you remove the standard, there is no standard, and that's why we live in a society where all is permissible. We, he goes on, we have entered a new form of tyranny, a tyranny where speaking of absolute moral law or sin is no longer permissible. Because to do so concedes that there is a God whom we have previously summarily despised and dispatched and turned aside. If we are to acknowledge an absolute moral law, it would bring our minds to the horrible foolishness and stupidity of our pathway and the hopelessness that lies before us. There is no solution to the wickedness of the human heart other than a divine solution, the plumb line of God's Word. There is nothing in our future, future, no matter what current side gains political power, to enact more foolish policies that will stem the tsunami that is coming our way. Stupidity disregarding the standard of God. Stupidity never ends well. There will be more children die from gunshots to suicide. There will be fewer people who want to work. There will be fewer people who care about America at all. There will be fewer people who want to get married. There will be fewer people who want to have children. There will be fewer people who will want to serve you coffee or meals or deliver your goods or police your community or your home or your business. There will be fewer people who will care about the elderly or the sick. 
There will be fewer who will want to defend this nation with or without a uniform. There will be fewer people who will care if you live or die, even if you're a youngster. Selfishness will reign supreme until the chaos germinates a one true tyrant who will rule with an iron fist. Do you understand? It says chaos will rule because we've said we don't need the plumb line of God's Word. And that list of things he gave. There will be fewer people that married. Oh, oh, that plumb line, that's old-fashioned. There will be fewer people to have children. There will be fewer people to work. Why do I need to work? The government ought to take care of me. Because the plumb line of God's Word says, He that will not work shall not eat. And all these social ills that we're facing are because we have disregarded the plumb line of God's Word. We could go on and and list many other things. Just this last week, the state of Washington passed a bill allowing children to be legally taken from their parents if they do not consent to gender transition. That passed in the state of Washington. How could something like that pass? Because we've thrown away the plumb line and we're just building any way we want. Doing whatever we think. Just recently, the UN called for the decriminalization of all sex offenses. Do you understand what that is? Do you understand what kind of building we're going to have when there is no plumb line and nothing is vertical? It cannot stand. We live in a day that... um, To stand for a biblical ethics, to stand for biblical position, individuals are losing their jobs, individuals are being censored and terrorized. Um, An Olympic athlete just recently, Riley Gaines, a female athlete, came out and said, this is not right that men who think they're women can participate in women's sports. And, and she has been attacked. She has been vilified. She has been um, just called the worst things that you can even imagine. Why? Because she held the standard, the plumb line of God's Word and said, there is a difference between male and female. Male and female, He made them. That's the plumb line. No, no, no. We don't have that. You can be whatever you think you are and you should be able to participate. So understand the Bible, the plumb line of God will be rejected. Amaziah said, get out of here. We don't want to hear that. Throughout all of history, that's the way it's been. We've been privileged where it hasn't been that way so much here, but it is rapidly becoming that way. But understand this, the Bible, truth, will prevail. Everything will come back to the plumb line. You can can put it in the toolbox and not pay attention, but at the end it's going to be brought out and everything in your life 
Everything in your family, everything in our nation will be measured by the Word of God. Proverbs 21 says, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Daniel said to the king, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. You have been weighed in the balances. That's another, that's another term for saying you have been measured. And he says, you have been weighed in the balances. You've been measured against the plumb line and you have come up wanting, meaning you've come up short. And he said, as a result of that, your, your kingdom will fail. See, the plumb line can be denied. It can be put away. But turn with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And look at verse 89. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, Your Word is settled in the heaven. The plumb line of God's Word is forever. And although people and societies and individuals may say, I, that's not for me. No, we're, we're establishing a new and better world. The bottom line is, the plumb line of God's Word is going to be there forever and everything will be measured by it. Look at Psalm 119, verse 160. The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgment endures forever. Every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. So, so people can say, oh, that, that old plumb line, what God says about marriage, that doesn't apply. We've, we've evolved. We're smarter now. We know better now. It doesn't apply God's going to prove that it does apply. And, and every principle of God will stand. Forever is His Word settled in the heavens. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. Harvard and Yale will pass away. Intellectuals and globalists will die. But God's Word abides forever. It's the standard. 1 Peter chapter 1 says, We are born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. There have been many societies throughout all of history that have tried to ban the Bible, have tried to eliminate the Bible, and everyone, every society throughout history has come and gone, but God's Word abides forever. You can't get rid of the plumb line. 
Also in 1 Peter chapter 1, But the word of the Lord endures forever, and this is the word by which the gospel is preached to you. Again in Proverbs, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So the Bible is the plumb line in life. Understand the Bible will be rejected. It will be mocked. It will be vilified, but that doesn't change it. We know that God promises that the plumb line of the Bible or truth will prevail. So, what are the applications? I, I want to list three applications here this morning. Number one, if this, the Word of God, is the plumb line, I must make the Word of God my standard, my authority. It must be the Word of God that is my standard and my authority. See, one of the, one of the distinctives of a true Baptist, the first distinctive of a true Baptist is the Bible is our only rule for authority and practice. There's not a council. There's not a group of individuals. The Bible is what is the authority for anything that we practice, anything that we do. That is to be the authority. My dad was ordained in another denomination. And as he studied the Bible, he saw that what he was ordained in, it, it was not accurate with the Bible. And so he said, well, the Bible is my plumb line. I have to be true to the Bible. So he left that denomination and, and started all over again. He went through the whole ordination process. And he had said earlier in his life when he was in Bible college, one thing I'll never be is a Baptist. God has ways of making us eat crow, doesn't He? And he didn't want to be, but... At that time, and now it means about anything and everything, but you have to come back that the Bible is my only rule for authority and practice. And he he said, this is what it lined up with, my study of the Bible and understanding it, and, and that's what then he identified with. But... If the Bible, the Word of God, is my standard, we ought to be people of the book. I mean, we ought to to hunger and thirst for the Word of God. I mean, it, it's this is this is the standard. Too many of us are like the the brother of the. The bricklayers that I work for that, ah, that's good enough. If we really believe the Bible is the plumb line of life, we ought to be regularly checking and measuring our personal life 
with the Word of God. When a man is afraid of self-examination, when a man is afraid of, of examining and checking, here's the plumb line, where am I falling short? Where have I gone beyond? The wall's bulging out or it's leaning in. Where do I need to be? See, that, that is why we're daily in the Word. It's daily checking. The bricklayers would then get where, where they would, would have it strung up so every layer they'd be able to tell exactly where it was. They checked every, every row of bricks. In, in our life, it's not enough to say, yeah, I believe the Bible is my plumb line, but, but we leave it in the toolbox in the truck and, and we, we never get it out and measure our life by it. And we can sing about the Bible and we can say, oh yeah, we've got a plumb line. It's right there in the truck. Well, why don't you use it? You see this wall? It's leaning this way. You must Go to the Word and allow it to examine our life and we must reflect and say, here's what the standard said. Here's where I am. This is what I need to do. We must make the Word of God our standard. Turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. God gives a great promise to Joshua. Notice what he says. This book of the law, verse 8, sorry, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You notice what he said. This plumb line, you will, you will make it such a part of your life. You'll meditate in it day and night. And you will observe to do what it commands you. That's the plumb line. That's your standard. That's what you're, you're aiming for. And he says, you do that, you'll have a house that stands. You will be blessed. And he says, therefore, be strong and courageous. I am with you if you're building according to the plumb line. If you observe to do all that is written therein. This is, this is where we need to be meticulous. I mean, we all have areas of our life that we're meticulous. Some of you are meticulous with cleaning your car. Some of us aren't. Um, some of you are meticulous with your garden. Some of you with your firearms. Some of you with your, your furniture. You know what? If there is only one area you're going to be meticulous, it better be with lining up with the plumb line of God's Word. 
That is all that matters. I mean, our car, our firearms, our bank account, anything else is gone. There, there is coming a day when God's going to hold up the standard of His Word to our life. And we need to make it the standard. Not what other people think. Not what we think. But what God thinks. So I need to make the Word of God my standard. Secondly, I must speak the truth regardless of the consequences. George Orwell, who wrote the book 1984, said, During times of universal deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. We are living in days of universal deceit. I mean, universal deceit. Men can have babies. Universal deceit. And telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3, Paul's writing to young Timothy, exhorting him regarding the ministry. <clears throat> but this know that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. So he says, this is, this is what you're going to face. We already mentioned the Bible will be rejected. But notice if you'd look in verse 10. But if you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecution, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them, and that from a child you have known what the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Again, he comes back, he says, there will be persecution, there will be false teachers, and he said, you better know that from a child you knew the Word of God. That was 
That was the plumb line. That's what brought you to salvation. And all Scripture, this plumb line, it's profitable for teaching, for instruction, to correct you. When the wall's bulging out, oh wait, I, I need to correct that. And it is profitable to make you complete a wall that will stand. And it all centers on the Word of God. And, and he again drove him back to the Word of God. And in chapter 4 and verse 2, preach the Word. No matter what, it may be welcomed, it may be not welcomed, but preach the Word. God's Word today is just as unsettling to people as it was to Amaziah and the religious leaders in that day. But Amos did not turn away from speaking the Word. I mean, you talk about judgment. Amaziah said, get out of town. We don't need your message here in this town. And, and Amos said to him, in essence, he said, you just better buckle your seatbelt, buddy. Your wife's going to end up a prostitute. Your kids are going to die. And this whole mess is going to be gone. He could have easily said, oh, they don't want to hear it. They're shutting me down. But he said, no, I, I am going to speak the truth. And the history of Christianity is built on individuals that spoke the truth even to death. We don't have time to go into it, but they've been burned at the stake, they've been had their heads chopped off, they've been crucified, they've had millstones tied about their neck and thrown into rivers, and they did not back down because it's truth, and I know it will prevail. The plumb line will prevail. And I am going to build my life true to the plumb line. It, the song we sang this morning, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. <clears throat> it says, um, let goods and kindreds go, this mortal life also. The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. It says, let goods and kindreds go. I know this standard, the Word of God, His truth abides forever. It's, it's easy to sing that song. It's easy to sing it, and most of us weren't even thinking about it. Let goods, all my possessions, and kindred, my family, even let them take my life, the body they may kill, but I know that God's Word abides still, and I am called to be true to God's Word. We must speak the truth regardless of the consequences that we face. And lastly, I will never regret standing with God's Word. You will never regret. There have been... There are books written on the deathbed confessions of atheists and agnostics. And, and some of their confessions are agonizing to read. 
You never read a follower of Jesus Christ who regrets following Jesus Christ. And if you make the Word of God your plumb line, you will never regret it. There may be difficult days. There may be days that it seems like, wow, this isn't working out. But in the end, you will be rejoicing. You will be thankful. You will not regret it. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 again, verse 6. Here's a testimony of Paul's farewell address. For I am ready to be poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all those who love his appearing. Notice with confidence, he said, I have sought to make God's word my plumb line. And it's involved a fight, and it's involved persecution, and it's involved much. But he said, I am now ready to be offered up. And he said, I know that awaiting me is a crown of righteousness. To stand with truth has cost many people their life. But it's always rewarded in eternity. And life is very, very short. Eternity is forever. So I ask you today, what is the standard for your life? What is the plumb line of your life? Listen, if we're followers of Jesus Christ, it must be the Word of God. And it can't be, yep, yep, it it, it is. I believe God's Word is true. It is. But we never bring it out and apply it in our lives. Is, Is this thinking I have about finances or marriage or anything... How does it match up with the Word of God? What's God's Word say about this? Man, I need, to, I need to be getting in the Word every day because we're adding another layer of block here. We're adding another layer of brick here. And, and I need to make sure this lines up right. The day's going to come when we're going to stand before God and the standard is the Word of God. How will we measure up? Heavenly Father, I pray that you would cause every one of us to examine our life. And Lord, I pray that every believer here today, that we would have a renewed zeal for your word, that we'd get the plumb line of your word out and it would just be a part of our life. That we would measure every thought, every word, every attitude, every action by the plumb line of Your Word. And Lord, that as we do, I know You will be glorified. Lord, I pray for individuals here today that have never trusted You. They, they've maybe measured their own life comparing it to others, but when they measure it, to the plumb line of Your law that they see we've broken every law of Yours. We've had other gods 
We've taken your name in vain. We've lusted and stolen and cheated and coveted. And Lord, we deserve your judgment. But Lord, thank you for the plumb line of your grace that says that you are willing to forgive us our sins through faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, may we truly commit to making the Bible indeed the plumb line of our life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.